All right, uh, I just never know how to start these podcasts, so we'll just jump right into it. Hi, guys. Touring Giants podcast, episode number five. My name is Farhad, and joining me across the ocean is Rav. What's up, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? How's things? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Enjoying this fall, uh, beautiful fall weather. And uh, the older you get, the more you appreciate fall. I think I mentioned this on the podcast. Uh <laughs> when you're when you're young summer is the shit but when you're old summer sucks yeah that's it's, true it's, it's hot you're, you're never free to do anything fun and just i don't know yeah. I, i still like summer because um because of you know euros and 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 world cups and stuff like that oh, but yeah. mostly it sucks um yeah so this is the Turin giants podcast this is where we combine the very little knowledge of uv that we have and we try to make a little show happen uh combine our intercontinental forces together and always always a pleasure to talk to you man absolutely, absolutely. Have, you been, have you been hearing about your new new fans and groupies are you are you drowning are you drowning in in girls now Uh, I wish I could say yes. <laughs> Come on, man! This 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 podcast is such a p magnet. Come on, make it happen. I wish. <laughs> yeah. I can dream. Come on, girls, drop some DMs, man. Um, <laughs> let Let's talk about business first. Ways to listen to us is SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, which is my favorite, UVFC dot com, which is the website that that Rob runs. Like you don't already know that, you can follow us on Twitter at UV Podcast at UVFC.com, spelled out. Uh, also, Facebook, I guess I have to fish, m- mention Facebook in case we have listeners over 60. Um, <laughs> Facebook.com slash UV pod- <laughs> Podcast. And we have a sponsor, which I'll be, I'll be, um, I'll be mentioning later. Yeah, our, our little podcast have a, has a, has a, As a sponsor now, six years of doing free work, and we're finally <laughs> we're getting <laughs> we're gonna be millionaires, man. That's cool. all right. So um, so let's get business. Out. We got the business out of the way. Also follow us on Instagram at Uva Podcast at Turin Giants and at UVAFC.com, spelled out again. So we'll be talking about the game against Torino, which is quote unquote a game because it was it was anything but. Uh, it was more like a torture. Um, <laughs> there's tons of stuff to discuss in that game. There's a lot of stuff that happened, um, and we will be taking your 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 questions and concerns, which you guys dropped on our Twitter accounts. And we do appreciate you guys tuning in and you guys um, being part of the show. We love we love answering questions. Before we do that, I love to uh, give shout outs to our listeners. This this month, United States with the most listens, then Canada, United Kingdom, Australia. We got a new top five resident, which is Venezuela. What's up, guys? Hola. Sweden, Italy, Saudi Arabia, Norway, Indonesia. It's top 10. And crawling behind Indonesia is France at number 11. What's up, guys? I know, I know people love hearing that. And I, like I mentioned, I love geography. I love... Giving shout-outs to our international listeners. Um, moving on to the cities, uh, Maracaibo in Venezuela. I'm sure it's a beautiful town. Oh. Thank you for listening. They're taking number one spot. I guess we got a lot of listeners in Maracaibo. Uh-huh. 
Toronto, Riyadh, New York City, which is one of my favorite cities in the world. Uh, some French name in Canada, Salt Saint Marie. Sorry for my pronunciation. Montreal, Chicago, shout outs. That's where I reside. That's where I come from. Stockholm, Los Angeles, shout outs to LA and Brooklyn. Brooklyn! All right. The, <laughs> people are tired of hearing me already. It's been four minutes. Let's get to the show, man. What, what do you think? What did you think about the game? Torino, Juve, uh, you, you love that rivalry. You always hype up the game before. Um, because that game goes back literally a hundred years. Um, what'd you think, man? Um, <laughs> you know, when it comes to these Derby games, I always feel like there's always that sort of conflicted part of where you just want to win, but at the same time you want to do it playing well. Um, but I think for me, the part that always gives in is just, I want the victory. I don't really care about too much about how well we play or whatever because I think the thing that we always forget when it comes to these kinds of games um, especially when you're playing around Italy a lot of these teams will be in dreadful form like Torino coming into this game were really not in very good form they they kind of collapsed well not collapsed but you know they, they've just been really poor and of course Juve not come to town but you know Juve uh, it's, the, it's the derby against Juve and they raised their game to the point where It, it just kind of looked like it was going to be difficult to break him down. And, mm -hmm. you know, everything just kind of goes out the window, like form goes out the window, your recent sort of, you know, victories, uh, all of that kind of stuff. When it comes to a derby game, it matters so much to them. And I know it mattered so much to the players. So that is pretty much what we got. We got a really kind of physical, slow stop start. Um, just not a very good game to watch. Not really, I feel, kind of conducive to Sari Ball, not really the way that he wanted to play. But most importantly, we, we came away with a win. We, we didn't get any injuries. Um, the team sort of looked okay in spells, if not sort of, you know, for long periods. De Ligt got his goal. Uh, Higuain came back from injury. Pjanic came back from injury. You know, and we... we pretty much stay at the top of the table and, and we're keeping the pace with Inter. I can't really ask for much more. I, I didn't, I don't think I really had too many sort of high expectations. I know we haven't been playing too well recently. Um, some of the games we really just ground out the victories and, and the football wasn't particularly nice, but I think sometimes yeah. that's just what it is. You, you're not always going to get the kind of performances like we got, you know, in the first half against Napoli or, or the game against Inter. Um, sometimes you just get to conserve your energy and just realize that it's a long season, just kind of grind it out. And, and that's more or less what it was. So, yeah, I know a lot of people aren't going to necessarily agree with me, but you know, it, is, it is what it is. We got the three points. We got the win. That's all I care about. I don't know how you feel about it. No, I think people will agree with you because it, was, it wasn't anything particularly beautiful to look at. And uh, speaking of that, I, I something outside of the game, I love to notice these little details. I mean, it's not a little detail in this case. It's it's the way Serie A looks on TV. Um, yeah, I know we're we're you know UVA fans and and fans of Serie A. We um, we like to fight with you know fans of EPL online, and and they they have a high opinion of their league or whatever. Uh, but which which is stupid, I think. If if you're a fan of one league, it doesn't make the other league worse than yours because it's not yours. But 
in this case, I, in this case, I think they have a they have a point because this game was dreadful to watch on TV. Aside from the action <laughs> on the field, um, yeah. the the stands are are not illuminated. Everything is dark. the The field. I, I don't know if uh, what they can do as far as the the production on TV. I've mentioned it many times. EPL just looks like it's just looks like it's fun to watch, even if the game is not particularly yeah. good. The fact that you have a lot of camera angles, you, the fact that the the players look good on TV, the grass looks it's it's so funny. It's literally grass looks greener on the other side. But looking <laughs> at this game against Torino. I really hope something happens within the next five years where stadiums are are upgraded because it was just dreadful to watch. And honestly, outside of uh, outside of Juve and people who are maybe cheering against Juve and Torino fans, I don't know why else a, a neutral would watch that game. Aside, like I said, from the action on the field, and it's just not yeah. a. Not a pretty sight. It looks like it's a third world country field with just an overload of of ads everywhere. I know they have to pay their bills, but you can't put an ad ever. And I, and, and we live in America where you you see ads on trash cans, uh, but you can't just oversaturate the 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 outside of the field with every possible uh, advertisement. Something needs to be happen. Something needs to yeah. be done about the aesthetics of the game. Uh, aesthetics of the of the pre- presentation, but anyway, moving on uh, about the game, it was it was awful. I couldn't wait for it to be over. Uh, of course, I'm happy about the three points, but as far as as far as the game itself, at some points it was just like, do the players even want to be there? Um, we'll, we'll take a quick uh, we'll take a quick question um, okay. from Jake. From Jake, thank you. This this pertains to the game itself, so we might as well sprinkle in uh, sprinkle in a few questions here and there. Uh, so Jake writes uh, questions for the new Turin Giants podcast. What are your opinion on Delict's handball against Torino? When do you think a penalty should be given when the ball hits the arm in the penalty box? I'll I'll let you handle that, and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll give my opinion. On yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll be honest, I only have watched it the once, which was when the game was on. So I saw it very quickly. Um, I I can see why it should have been given. um, And I can sort of understand half the the logic as to why it wasn't given. Um, For me, if I was the opposition team and I saw that happen... um, I would say that's a stonewall penalty. Like that has to be given, absolutely. But then I feel like the one that was given, uh, I think it was that's last it. week or the week before against him, that seemed kind of harsh. I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's sort of trying to balance out the books or something. But yeah, it just seems <laughs> like. I I don't know. It's it's like every game he he just seems to keep doing this, and it, you know what. I don't know what else he needs to do. Like, you know, what is he? What is the guy going to do? Chop his hands off or something? I think he's still kind of, yeah, like still learning, still trying to adapt to a different country and, and a different way of playing. And but at the same time, you know, like the defensive basics should really be there. I don't know if he's like excited or he's still like nervous or something or he's still trying to adapt and and you know, like it makes him flustered or something. But seriously, you know, just put your hands behind your back for, for God's sake. It, it just keeps yeah. happening. So 
I don't know if he's just really unlucky or, or if it's something that he needs to work on or something, but it, it just seems to have happened a hell of a lot. But yeah, for me, I, I feel like that was, that was a penalty. I feel like it probably should have been given. Um, I'm glad that it didn't, but yeah. you know, it is what it is. I, I don't know if you agree with that or not. Well, like you said, you know, trying to balance the books. I, I'm sure it's not true, but maybe some of our football gods decided to not decided to spare us. Um, but but yeah, I mean, my opinion, my honest opinion is that it could have easily been given, and yeah. it just shows you when it comes to handball, handballs, um, it, it all depends on the ref. This it's yeah. it's one it's one of those rules where. You know, if there's a if there's a dangerous slide tackle, or if there's a, a penalty, or or penalty is a bad example. If something happens that the ref knows what it looks like, but when it comes to handballs, if I feel like everyone interprets it differently. So yeah, we definitely got lucky. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. What's happening to my to my son? I don't know what's happening to Dilik, <laughs> but um, so happy for him. So happy he got to announce his his quote unquote arrival at Juve with a goal. I always thought it would yeah. be a header uh, or a handball, um, but, but yeah, it was a it was a good turn. He uh, he exhibited great uh, attacking um, abilities. Great 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 pass from Higuain. He came in, changed the game. Um, uh, Dybala didn't really look happy uh, being subbed out, but yeah, um, I was gonna say that. Yeah, everybody sort of passes by uh, Sari. I think he tries to just stay in the game. He, uh, you know, as opposed to Conte, when you know you see Inter players uh, going out, their their hugs and their taps and their their you yeah, know yeah. celebration going on. Uh, but with Sari, he's kind of withdrawn from the players, and I don't know if that's a game plan or just he's not a really affectionate person. But it is what it is. Dybala wasn't really happy. Yeah. I don't know if he was unhappy with himself, but. Um, uh, another question comes from the Twitter account Juventus Abroad. Uh, he sent a couple of questions, but I think we'll we'll focus on this one. Uh, many people make the case that Juve plays well against big teams and bad against small teams. Uh, you think this Juve team has a shot at CL uh, Champions League, even uh, even considering we get a bit easy fixtures in future? What do you think? Um, yeah, I think inevitably this team tends to kind of raise their game against the, the bigger um, opposition like Inter and, and Napoli and, and maybe in the Champions League as well. But I think that's what the big teams tend to do. You know, you, you need to give 100% when you're playing your title rival um, or the, in the Champions League where you're in into that, that kind of um, that game where it decides whether or not you're going to be top of the group or second. Um, you know, we played great against Atletico for, for 70 odd minutes. So, I don't really have a problem with them really turning it on in those games that matter and just kind of grinding out the results in the games that, that don't really matter. You know, the the ones against, um, no sort of disrespect, but, you know, teams like Sampdoria or Sassuolo, those kinds of teams. Mm-hmm. If you if we just, just sort of get over the line, you know, like 2-0, 1-0, not playing particularly well, but we get the three points, I'm, I'm okay with that because I think the focus for all of us is obviously the Champions League. That's that's what we want to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we win it? I think if we get lucky, yeah, absolutely. I think there, there's plenty of depth in the team. There's plenty of quality in terms of the players that we have. It just 
almost always seems to be the, this kind of factor of luck that that seems to go against us sometimes in the in the really important game. So, I think if we get lucky this time round, there's you know there's nothing to stop us. And I think in the league again, we're just going to have to kind of accept that when you travel to, I don't know. Um, travel to Hellas Verona or something like that mm-hmm. um, playing against Juve and beating Juve and giving your everything against Juve is going to be their title you know you have to kind of factor that into every game we're the biggest team in Italy for a reason and when we go to some of these other teams that know that they're only going to finish mid-table or near the bottom the big thing for them is going to be getting that scalp you know they can look back at 2019 2020 and say yeah we beat Juve that season that was a big deal it was great so they're always going to you know give an extra 10 15 20 percent against us so yeah I think you just you kind of have to accept it to be honest yeah I mean they 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 want to uh earn some brownie points with their with their fans who came out and see them and uh they 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 give it a little little more than usual and you know as always uh, keepers have Great games against Juve, but in this case, I feel <laughs> like I feel like uh, Sirigu is a great keeper on his own, even without you know he he had a great game. But I feel like he's he's a keeper that does good have uh, does have good games. So it's it wasn't just yeah yeah because he was playing against Juve. He, he had a great game, by the way. I I'm always I mean I've played keeper a couple of times, and when a ball comes at you and you stretch out your hand. Your hand has to be so strong in order not to let the ball um, ball through. You know, you, you yeah. just, and and those players have a lot uh, stronger feet than than you know your usual guys do. So yeah, sometimes I, I look at these stops and I'm amazed. And speaking of stops, uh, we don't talk about Chesney a lot on this podcast, and I wanted to give him a shout out. He he played uh, he played a very decent game. Um, I remember one moment in particular. He uh, he came out, played you know uh, sweeper keeper. Yeah, um, awesome. yeah. That that clearance was really important because otherwise, I, I think it was Belotti yeah. was coming one on one with him. Um, yeah, it. It, it, yeah. It's it's not it's it you know it's it wasn't easy to find Buffon's replacement, but I think we got super lucky with a player uh, like Chesney who. Um, Who's reliable? You know, a keeper. There, there's nothing worse to a to a fan than having someone you don't you don't really rely you can't really rely on in your goal. Um, but with him, you feel like even when it's a penalty time, you feel like he he's your guy. And um, yeah, I'm happy to have him on a team. And I think it helped to have to have him play with Buffon last season because I'm sure he learned a lot from him, from from Gigi and now the kind of yeah, the definitely. roles are, the roles have been reversed um I wanted to mention the return of Dechilio and Pjanic Dechilio man I there's <laughs> nothing there's nothing personal I like the guy but I just I dread watching him um first for, I, I remember for, he was- kind of okay like there, there were a couple of moments when he was all right um i think there were two interceptions he made that were okay and and i kind of thought yeah he's maybe he's kind of growing into the game and then he just he sort of dropped off a bit he's one of those players i think he always gives you like 5.5 or 6 out of 10 you know more or less you're never going to get higher than that and he will do the the bare minimum and maybe have one good moment and and that's about it and that's that's a great yeah. point but just okay like how are how are we okay with this 
just yeah, okay no, in, a, in, a, in an important position like that. You yeah. know what I mean? First, first couple of minutes, right off the bat, and I wrote it down, he made like three mistakes. He gave one ball away, I remember, just, just out of the blue. He's just standing with the ball. <laughs> he, so he touches it a little too hard, um, yeah. a little too heavy. The, the, boy, the ball is intercepted. Then he goes for for insane run, uh, and they link up with Matuidi, which is which is Matuidi linking up with the Shilio. You you might as well take your eyes out. Um, <laughs> he, he makes those mistakes, and it's just like, yeah. how is this man even on on the roster, let alone starting for Juve? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm not a fan. I I he's he's barely kind of scraping by, and I posted on Twitter. I posted a picture of of Ronaldo scoring at uh, scoring on Juve in a famous bicycle kick, uh, wearing a uh, Real jersey, and Deschilio is right next to him. And I mentioned that that's Deschilio's highlight of his career because for the rest of for the rest of eternity he'll be in that photo. And uh, other than that, there's nothing notable that's been done. And I know I'm, you guys might disagree, but I just I can't stand him playing. I, I can't stand seeing him play. Uh, but Pjanic is back. Uh, <laughs> that was good to see. And uh, I love Pjanic's posts after each game, after each win. He's just so passionate, and and I love his I love his attitude. Um, you have any questions? Any no. any questions you want to read out? All right, let's let's find. Uh, oh, hey, well, unless you got them, well, I I um let me just I, have, I have them right I here. I got some. Oh, go, go ahead. No, you go ahead. All right. So what do we got here? Um, yeah, a lot of people are are concerned about Demiral and his situation. Um, which teams were interest, interested in purchasing Demiral? Do you know? I think uh, Milan, and I think there were some kind of really ridiculous far out links with Manchester United. I think, That's and maybe right, another Manchester. Premier League team. So, so yeah, so the, the uh, links Do, Do, Domenico Domenico wanted us wanted us to mention it. Please talk about Demiral and uh, why he can't get in the game and why Rugani is Rugani out of all people is chosen before him. That's a legit concern. What do you think? I think it, it's kind of twofold. I think my hope is that they bought Demiral and they know that he is someone for the long term. He's someone for the future, mm-hmm. um, and they want to keep him. And Rugani, God bless him, he's tried, he's he's done his best, but he hasn't really managed to break into the team. And my hope is that they played him ahead of Demidal simply because maybe they want to try and just kind of get him in the shop window a little bit. So teams start looking and start thinking to themselves, yeah, okay, maybe we'll we'll consider buying this guy in Christmas or, or next summer. Um, the, the concern is that with Demidal, I know people keep saying that for some reason, you know, maybe we've kind of overhyped him based on a couple of performances for uh, for Turkey, you know, where he's played against France and, and some other teams. Uh, I, I really don't think that's the case. I think you, you look at what he did at Sassuolo, he was, he was really phenomenal. He only had half a season to really impress. And you got to think he, he did, he had half as many games to impress someone like Paratici and, and Juventus overall, and he did it. So, the talent is definitely there. It's not like we're just overhyping him based on a couple of performances. Um, a lot of people say we are. The, Demir Alcos. Well, it's like Demir Alcos, what, 20-something million and Delict costs 70-something million. And one of these guys was the captain of Ajax and had the world's attention on him. And the other guy, you know, people 
had no idea who he was. And when it comes to this season, um, unless we have a really strong lead in the table, you're going to need one defender out there who has the experience, which is probably going to be Chiellini. Uh, and then you're going to have the option of bringing in one of these youngsters, which is more than likely going to be delicted. And with Chiellini out, Bonucci has, has really done pretty damn well, to be honest. And he's shown some really good leadership as well. Uh, delicted is obviously growing. Um, the lead at the top of the table is too tight. Uh, so we can't really afford to make any mistakes, even though Delict has obviously made some, but we're still, you know, undefeated. So I think this is where Sadi is, is probably going to just keep going with that centre-back pairing. Maybe Demiral gets a run in the Coppa d'Italia. Maybe when we have guaranteed qualification from the Champions League group, we'll get a game there. If Inter slip up maybe once or twice and, and we get a, a halfway decent lead at the top of, t- top of the table, then, then I think Demiral will, will get his chance. So I think... I think for him, he knows as well as anyone that he just has to bide his time. It's Juventus. You know, you've got mm-hmm. Chiellini and Bonucci there. Obviously, Chiellini's injured until the end of the season. So he, he's just going to have to wait. And I'm hoping that he does get his chance. But I, I really get the feeling he, he will. I, I think it's just a question of time. So we as fans, I'm assuming, just, just need to be patient as well. Yeah, you know, it depends on the, on, on the player, whether he wants to make a na- name for himself or does he want to dedicate himself to Juve? And, um, yeah. but I listen, I don't blame teams in being interested in him. He's a, he's a great defender with a lot of heart that just hasn't gotten, gotten his chance. And I think he should, should be patient and things will yeah. come his way. I mean, it's, totally. it, it is pretty cool having him on a team. Don't you agree? Like Demerel is one of those, I don't want to say the bad word on on the on the air because I, I know people listen to cars and stuff. But he he's a c word, but he's our c word. You know what I mean? Every team needs to have their own c word. And ever since Licksteiner uh, left us, we, we we've we've been left with a with a little uh, a need for a need for a c word. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoy having him on a team. I really hope he stays. Um, Let's talk about uh, the upcoming game. Let's talk about the very, very, very important and very, very difficult uh, trip to Moscow. Yeah. Your your predictions, your um, your thoughts on well, the game. I, I think it's just going to be more of the same. Um, I, I'm pretty sure most people have probably read that uh, that interview with Cristiano Ronaldo where he talked about that game in particular when he, uh, he gave an interview to uh, France Football and he was talking about, you know, like what, basically pisses him off and what, what stresses him stresses him out. And he was saying that, um, you know, Juve played this game recently against this team that had basically parked the bus uh, and, you know, sort of put lots of players behind the ball and played on the counter. And I, I just get the feeling we're going to get more of the same. I think we will... I would like us to score an early goal, which will then encourage them to, to actually play football a lot more. But for them to host Juve to get a point out of that game, to get a draw would probably be pretty decent for them. And I mean, I, I just feel like my heart can't really take another repeat of what we had last time where, you know, Dybala had to score twice to, to kind of turn it right at the end of the game. So my hope is that we go at them and we kind of learned our lesson and perhaps get an early goal that maybe we can kind of draw them out a little bit more and, and, uh, and then we can actually play a bit more football rather than them, you know, just sitting back playing four, five, one, which I think is, is what they played last time. Um, 
so yeah, I'm hoping that maybe we, we play a bit more on the front foot, try and get something early, um, and then try and get, you know, something of a game out of it. Uh, yeah. but that's just me being hopeful. I think, I think it will probably be four, five, one, a lot of frustration and, um, probably win it by like one nil or something in the 70th minute or some crap like that. Well, I'm looking at the, I'm, I'm looking at the group standings and they, um, they will be playing for points. I mean, they, they, they have three points after three games. Um, U- Juve is seven points. Atletico is seven points. Uh, we're ahead of them on goal difference, but they're. I mean, they, they'll be they'll be fighting for that um, um, for the Europa League spot. So for them yeah. to to take take away even one point would be would be huge because I don't see Bayer uh, winning against Atletico. But anyways, I mean, it's 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 an important game for them and. If you've ever seen uh, Russian R- Russian Premier League, I mean th- those those fans are fired up. Those teams do not like to lose <laughs> yeah. against. Um, uh, they they do not like to lose at home because you know obviously they pack the stadium. And you saw the the support that they provided for ninety minutes. Uh, those that measly something under ten thousand f- uh, f- fans and uh, or uh, sorry I don't I don't remember three thousand four thousand fans. And you imagine the the atmosphere that there that we will encounter uh, away, and um, yeah, like you said, deflating the the crowd first ten minutes would be would be ideal, um, so we don't have to play catch up. And another thing I wanted to mention, which I mentioned after their game against us, is that they can they can withstand possession. Their last two games, one against Bayer, they had like seventy five percent possession. Uh, they had 73%, we had 73% possession against them in the last game. And look at how that turned it turned out. I mean, it was a, it was a super yeah. tough game. So it, it will be a really difficult game. I'm sure the weather won't help. Um, it's, it's not exactly <laughs> coast of France and, and Russia right now. Um, exactly. But yeah, the, I, I wanted to uh, mention your website again, uvafc.com. Uh, please go check it out, guys. It's 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 a lot of interesting stuff. Like you don't see y- websites dedicated to Juve like that. There's very recent interviews translated. Um, you have match previews. You have match um, reviews afterwards. There's a, there's tons of stuff, man. Like sometimes just it's a, it's a good read. Good job. I, I know I, I I know I mentioned the website a lot, but I I really do enjoy it. Thank you. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah, uh, let me see. More questions? No, I uh, I wanted to mention our sponsor. Here it is, guys. Oh, All okay. right, so <laughs> so we're doing it big, guys. Um, we're sponsored by my bookie. My bookie will double your first deposit. I'm I'm reading over here, guys. This is my first time, <laughs> really, any any anywhere reading an advertisement. So let me let me do a good job. All right, let me find that promotional. All right, sorry, my bookie, if you're listening, my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in one thousand dollars, they'll give you one thousand dollars to match. That's double your initial deposit. You can use on all your favorite picks. Use promo code LATEFEES, again, use promo code LATEFEES 
To activate the offer, that's promo code LATEFEES to double your cash, visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Once again, mybookie.ag. Enjoy gambling and enjoy making money. All right. Well, that was that was that was fun. That was the first time in like six years. Like really good offer. Anybody gave well. a crap about this podcast? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we've covered a lot of things. Uh, anything you want to mention on your end, my friend? Uh, no, nothing really. I think pretty much we're we're in good shape. Um, still top of the table, still undefeated. Uh, top of the Champions League group. It's we're the only undefeated team in Europe, by the way. Games. Wolfsburg, Wolfsburg lost. Uh, we're the only undefeated yeah. team in Europe right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's. I know people aren't too happy with the performances, but you know, it's it's okay. It's it's only going to get better. It's Sadi's first season, but you know, people are still getting used to it. Don't be too down. Don't be too sort of you know depressed or fed up with watching Juve. It it will inevitably get better because it always does. So, you know, yeah, I mean, so far, so far, not much of the promised Sadi ball. I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not really seeing the one-two passes a lot. <laughs> I think it will come. I think it will definitely come in time. The, yeah, the, the last so. couple of games, maybe <laughs> that you know, the last couple of matches, people are just you know, opponents have been stubborn. They're, you know, they know how to break it down. They know how to just sit behind the ball and, and really just make us frustrated. And you know, our midfield isn't the best, so maybe it's not the the most kind of appropriate midfield for for Sadi Ball, but. You know, it is what it is. Let, let's see what happens this season yeah. and let's see what happens in the summer after that and, and we'll take it from there. You know, just uh, people need to well, stay positive. One last question. What, what do you think about comments that Ronaldo made? Uh, he was saying that at that his age, at this point in his career, uh, he would like to play just the Champions League games and the important games in the um, in the league, in, in Serie A. Yeah. yeah. What, what um, do you think of that? To be honest, part of me thinks, hang on a second, we're paying you like 30 million a, a year. Yeah. Like, Come on, man. <laughs> we know that you may think it, but you don't need to say it. But then at the same time, I kind of figure that, you know, he's the guy that can make a difference. So part of me understands where he's coming from. He knows that he needs to condition his body. I think in the interview they actually said that uh, something like 25% of his goals, if 702 goals have all come in, in the second half and in the last 15 minutes or something. I can't even remember the exact statistic, but oh, wow. he, he sort of said, you know, that he kind of conditions himself and prepares himself in that way. And as he gets older, you know, we, we like to say that he's got the body of, you know, like a 20 year old and all the rest, but the wear and tear, it, it is going to catch up no matter how, you know, how well you take care of your body. So I, I understand that mentality. And for me, part of me feels like, you know what, if, if he doesn't want to play against Sampdoria when we're playing at home, I, I keep picking on Sampdoria, but they're really do, not doing too well at the moment. But yeah, if, if he doesn't want to play against these stubborn teams and, you know, kind of maybe just kind of preserve him for, for the big games, I understand that. I, I really do. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I feel like there's that whole kind of marketing aspect and, you know, travels to Lecce and stuff like that. The, the yeah. Lecce supporters want to see Cristiano and, and all these these uh, teams that we play around Italy want to, you know, the, the people come out, they want to see Cristiano. So it, it just kind of feels like it's, it's, um, it's a bit of both. But in terms of his comments, I, I understand exactly why he said it. And I, I, I agree to an extent, to be honest. Mm-hmm. 
I agree also. I mean, maybe leave him on the bench. Uh, I forget which game he was completely left. Lecce, right? He wasn't He wasn't even at the stadium. Is that correct? Was it Lecce or was it Genoa? Uh, no, Genoa, he won. What am I talking about? Genoa, he won the last minute penalty. Um, See, yeah, Rob is not perfect, guys. See, he <laughs> forgot that he scored a winning goal against Genoa. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was. It was Lecce. He, um, he he didn't even make the team, and we obviously ended up drawing. And uh, I, I, we, I we could have used them. <laughs> we could have used them on the bench. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so funny. Time. It's either like he starts, or or they don't even bother, you know, taking him <laughs> yeah. on a trip. It's it's really weird because, it, uh, yeah, I mean, don't don't start him, but have him. I think they've learned a lesson. I I, I don't think Juve will be doing that again. Um. No. Yeah, I mean, at his age, I, I agree. Maybe play last 15 minutes, maybe last, and, and depends on how the game goes, obviously. And that also gives other players a chance to to shine. A lot of people now, I've um, not a lot. I, I won't say a lot, but I see comments. I read, I, I read everything. I know, comments on Twitter and Instagram and all that. Uh, I see a, f- a few comments here and there. They're unhappy. They're saying that he actually. Um, made our team regress a little bit. You know, we, we, we relied too much on him, uh, kind of forgetting to develop other players. And, and that's where you get underdeveloped Bernadeschi, who I still have hope for. Um, I don't know about you. I don't know if you've completely yeah. lost hope. Uh, let, let's talk about Bernadeschi a little bit. We've still got some time to go. I, I, I don't know. With, with him, I, he just frustrates the hell out of me. But I try and look at it objectively, you know, like I try and look at the the young player that we bought from Fiorentina where he was playing predominantly sort of, you know, like on the wing and they had a, a, a formation that really kind of suited him and he did, he did so well. And then we, we sort of got him and it's always been with him like, you know, one good game, one really good game, I should say, and then kind of a couple of average games then a couple of poor games, then another really good game and just keeps repeating the pattern. But, at the same time, I feel like we've got a different coach. We've got a different approach. Sadi has talked about playing him in midfield, playing him behind the front two is kind of like a sort of a trecotista or um, maybe even deeper in midfield. It, it just feels like no one really knows where his best position is still. <laughs> and, you know, for that to still be happening now, it's, it's kind of disappointing, but I I still have hope because I think there's so much raw talent there, but I just yeah. feel like there's things that need to be worked on, like his decision making. Like he, he needs to be kind of impose himself more on the game and, and not be so passive, not be a passenger. He needs to he needs to be in there and kind of demand the ball and and try and be more sort of on the same wavelength as his teammates because yeah, he, he can have like a, a good moment or two good moments, then he'll disappear for like. 30 minutes and then it'll pop back yeah. up again and then it'll disappear again and just consistency you know a lot of these players that are doing really well are consistently doing really well like Cuadrado at the moment is consistently good every single week at right back doesn't matter Dybala even if he doesn't score consistently good every single week week and week out even Chesney and Bonucci these are the guys that have really stood out so for me Bernadeschi needs to just give something resembling consistency, even if it's just like a, an above average performance, do that two weeks in a row and, and kind of build on it. You know, stop going missing all the time, man. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's got the talent. I just think he, he's missing some kind of a, 
his, his attacks are sort of toothless. You know, he 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 exactly run, he runs a lot. He dribbles a lot. He's a <coughs> he's a <coughs> excuse me. He's a he's a great player to watch, but the finishing product is just not there. It's like it's like Quadrado took the mojo away from him and <coughs> and became that guy that <coughs> that produces instead of Bernadeschi. Shout out to Quadrado, by the way. I know we did it on the last po- last podcast, but <coughs> I I've nearly lost all hope for him. But he's he's yeah. he's made it up. He's he's been really good, and uh, DiBala looks a lot more dangerous. Uh, yeah. The 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 I, I posted something on Twitter saying that you know this DiBala is so much better than the DiBala we were trying to sell because people thought this is the <laughs> DiBala we were trying to sell, but they forget yeah. that he was basically <coughs> man. I'm so sorry. He was he was basically a Bernadeschi of last year. He would disappear. He would just be yeah. a non-factor. You wouldn't even notice when he would um, when he would get subbed. <coughs> Man, being sick sucks. I apologize, but um, but yeah, I mean Bernadeschi, we're we're pulling for him. I'm not one of those guys that that's you know that's gonna give up on him because I I I do no, feel definitely like not not yet. He's got potential. <coughs> I think you also just need to get his confidence as well. Oh, dude, you're really suffering. Ah, man, uh, it's 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 listeners collectively telling me to shut the f up. It's the, <laughs> <laughs> but um, Rav, uh, I think this was really fun. Thank you so much, man. Uh, any last words? Any anything you want to mention again? Uh, nothing in particular. Just everyone needs to stay positive, stay behind the team, and let's see where we are in May. So just you know, keep the faith. I know where we're going to be in May. We're going to be in a fountain in the in a town square in Istanbul, drinking out of champagne bottles and, right. <laughs> and, and puking all over the place. All right, my friends, you heard it from Rav. Stay positive, and you know he's 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 the Zen God. So if you if you guys don't follow his advice, please just please do. <laughs> all right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. This was fun. We love you guys, and Forza Juve. Forza Juve.